The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Holy One, we come to hear the stories of other people in another world long ago. We come to hear the stories that are also about us today in this time and place. Holy One, give us ears to listen, eyes to see, and hearts to accept. In Christ we pray, amen. Today's lesson is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, They left for their own country by another road. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. What fears do you carry in your life? What fears do you carry in your life? Fears come in many shapes and guises. There's external fears, fear of clowns, fear of sharks, fear of snakes, also me, and there's fear of spiders, that's all Quinn, and those are legit fears, like you should run or swim away from those things, yet I'm speaking more to internal fears. Uh, emotional fears, fears of, of the spirit. There's the fear of failure. There's a fear of intimacy. There's a fear of success. Fear of rejection. Fear of shame. Fear of change. Fear of, of worthlessness. Fear of doubt. Fear of abandonment. Fear of loneliness. Those are a few 
of, in, of, of internal fears that we carry. I wonder, can you articulate how your fears have limited your life? How your fears have limited your life and your faith. Your life and your faith are not separate, they're intertwined. We all know the story of the Magi. Some of you may know them as the wise men. I will refer to them strictly as the Magi. Foreigners from the east who travel afar, guided by a single star, bearing gifts for a newborn child. It is a story of wonderment and and of mystery. It is a story that testifies to the truth of God's love, a love that is far-reaching, a love that transcends boundaries, a love that is inclusive. It is a story that invites us to ponder, like the Magi, what gifts, what passions, what aspects of our lives will we offer to God in Christ? What will you give? We all know the story of the Magi. Yet there is an element to the story that we often overlook, and that is the element of fear. From the start of the story, King Herod does not greet the news of of this newborn with joy, with celebration. Rather, he's afraid. And not just Herod, but, but all of Jerusalem with him. Peculiar that a newborn would elicit such a response. Which begs the question, why? Why do they fear this helpless child? Perhaps it's because the one thing the powerful seek more than anything else is to remain in in power. And Herod seeks his own ends. So he is immediately threatened by the mere mention of a rival king, even if it is a newborn. Perhaps the presence of the foreigners from the east, the Magi, in their quest to find the child announces that the world is changing, is shifting. There's something of magic and mystery beyond human control in the air. Could God's embrace be broadening? Is the status quo of insider and outsider fading away? Could all people actually be included in God's plan of atonement? Whatever the catalyst, fear is a powerful motivator. Herod, along with his chief priests and his scribes, they conspire to kill the child. Of course, they do not succeed, or the story would be very short. The Magi are warned in a dream, and subsequently, they return home by another road. Consider, though, what fear, fear of change, 
fear of the unknown, fear of, of strangers, foreigners, cultivated within, within Herod and the people of Jerusalem. They were so afraid they were willing to kill a child. What about us? What about you? What does fear do to you? What is the worst you have done born out of fear? How does the fear of change, fear of the unknown, fear of the strangers affect your living? Affect your faith? Perhaps you install better security systems in your homes. Perhaps you build thicker gates and higher fences. Perhaps buy more guns. Or then again, perhaps we, we save more for the unknown future, reducing our generosity here and now to those who, who need our generosity. Or perhaps we close our hearts and our minds, our very lives, to those who are different from ourselves. Fear. What opportunities in life do you forfeit because of your fear? Can you articulate how fear has limited your life? The version of Matthew's nativity story, it moves quickly, quickly from adoration and gifts to a darker world of politics and deception and fear-induced violence. I mean, there's a reason we read Luke's glowing version of the nativity story on Christmas Eve. But if Matthew's account is more sober, it is also more realistic. In Matthew's story of the visiting magi and the subsequent slaughter of the innocents and the verses to come, Matthew renders an accurate and also quite painful picture of the world. A world shrouded and defined by fear. Then and also now. A world of war. A world of starvation a world of genocide, a world of scarcity, a world of politics for the powerful at the expense of the weak, a world where the innocent die every day. Every day. Perhaps Matthew sketches his story of Jesus' birth in our lives with darker strokes, Precisely so we might better perceive the glory and the grace of God's love in the Christ child. In that, God came to this world. God loves a people so mastered by fear that we often will do the unthinkable, the unimaginable to each other and ourselves. Monsters. And yet, 
God still came to be with us so that we might experience hope and life anew. It's miraculous, really, when you reflect upon it. God sees who and what we are, and God loves us still. As I see it, in order for God's promise of abundant life and new life to be achieved, we have to acknowledge and we have to offer to God the truth of our lives. And one of those truths must speak to the fears that we carry. The fears we allow to limit our lives. The fears we allow to destroy life itself. The fears that inspire us to hoard and covet and betray. The fears that keep us living unfulfilled lives. So often when we live in fear, we live with an absence of hope. Hope that life can be different. That we can be different. You do know life can be different. You can live without fear. We know very little about the Magi. We assume it was three men based on the three gifts. Yet it could have been four or six or twelve Magi. We will never know, and the number is not important. So don't go home and get on Wikipedia and email me about how many you think you know. What we do know is they were human, susceptible to the highs and lows of the human condition. And I imagine when they embarked on their journey with only a single star to guide them, they were afraid. How could they not have been? The expansive desert before them, foreigners entering a foreign land, seeking a child they did not know? How could they not be afraid? I'm afraid to leave the 270 loop. <laughs> it's true. And yet, their faith, their faith, faith in possibility, in mystery, in wonderment, and God's ability to provide for them. It was enough. It was enough to lay down their fear. It was enough to sustain them on their journey. It was enough that they came to know life differently. And so perhaps Matthew's hope in telling today's story is that we, like the Magi, we might be willing to embark on a journey into the unknown future. That we, like the Magi, we too might be willing to seek more out of life than we currently possess. 
that we, like the Magi, we too might offer our own gifts to remedy the world's woes, the world's brokenness, the world's fears. And that we, like the Magi, might lean into the mystery and the wonderment of God's presence and God's love for us. And finally, I think that we, like the Magi, we too might go home by another road. But the new road we travel is without fear. Thanks be to God. Amen.